This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. When I'm with you, feel the pressure. 
No my mai, no my hoki, my kahu kura whanau. You are tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz. Accessmedia.nz, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat Out. Tuia Ngareo o Te Hapuri, bringing together the voices of our community. You're tuned into the station and the show that celebrates us, the Glitfab Rainbow Whanau. That's gay, lesbian, intersex, transgender, takatāpui, queer, questioning, whawhawhine, kaivine, asexual, bi, and all the fabulousness in between, and of course outside of those scopes, because fluidity is sometimes where it's at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lady H, on your mic for your Funky Friday. We love having you on board, Farno, wherever you may be in Aotearoa or across international waters. No my haramai, no my hoki mai. Right, we've got a fab lineup for you, Farno. There's an hour histories. So, stories coming to you from all colours of the rainbow. We, of course, have it's hot and happening for your coming weekend. We get an interview from Fran Wild, compliments of Gay Talk Tonight, 30 Years Homosexual Law Reform. Now, that's been and gone for us here in Aotearoa, but I hadn't heard this interview before, and I really wanted to share that with you. Uh, we have an FDM out, intro, outro, so transition video or vlog from um, Jim and Dodger, sharing their journey and again I I felt that was a sort of up close and personal and really open sharing on their part um, that would probably really get to see or be a part of so I felt touched by that to share with y'all out there and if any of you could tune or feel connected or, or can relate to that that journey then hopefully that gives you some inspiration some some love some support some knowledge whatever it may be for you um, and first up, we've got compliments of Inside Out, some stories from our queer Asian community, bisexual, pansexual communities, sharing their uh, feels in regards to what that means to them and how they identify. Of course, we've got some beats through there, a bit of Fat Freddy's, bit of Goddard, I'm liking that beat at the moment, Rising Apple-lau-chia. Oh, I don't know how to say that. Sorry, far know if I get that wrong. That is the lineup for our show. There's an hour stories. Boom. So first, let's go into Inside Out. Queer Asian, more than compliments of more than four, and that's under the umbrella of Inside Out. Then after that, bisexual, pansexual, and then the beat. Fact British Drop Special Edition. Stay tuned, Fano. Being non-binary is like going back to who I am culturally, which is we don't buy into the whole boy, girl, he, she. In my culture and my language, there is no he or she kind of pronouns. There's only they or this person or that person and that's how you always refer to people. Like for me, I knew that I wanted to use they pronouns in English because I knew that I felt most comfortable in Mandarin where ta is the pronoun for everyone. But there's no ta in English and I had to pick one and so it wasn't they. 
our Thai version of queer identity. We call it as the third gender, an umbrella term for queer identities or any queer genders. And I feel like I kind of fit into this. So to me, being gay and Asian, it means that there is a lot of conflict between those two communities and it's hard to keep defending one community when you belong to the other. On the flip side, it also means that you get to be a part of both of those communities, which is great. <laughs> People who are queer or gay are generally more accepting. There is still a lot of discrimination and that usually relates to race. So there is still that hierarchy of who is desirable and who is not, who is worth another look or not. I think about my culture, it's hard because we went through a lot of colonialism like four countries, basically three or four countries, like took the Philippines and we took a little bit of culture and expectations of what it means to be a woman or a man from all those different cultures. They kind of said, well women do this, men do that. I guess we don't really know what we were before. For me, being queer and Thai at the same time, it means like I'm living in the two worlds. It seems to me that it doesn't relate to each other. Being Thai means like you I'm concerning my family's obligations and protecting my family's faces. Meanwhile, being queer can mean like I don't conform to any social rules or norms when I'm in love with someone. In, in China, I can't scare not tell my parents. My mom is quite open-minded, but she can't. She still not accept this kind of thing. It's for most of us who are migrants, especially. There's a lot of parental mourning a lot of the time. No matter how comfortable they are with what they might consider Western values, your being queer is a sign that you're not as Asian as we hoped you were. Coming to a country like New Zealand as an Asian person, as an Asian parent who wants the best for their kids, you hope that they will have a better life and a broader life. But on a lot of levels, you also hope that they won't grow up to be people who are alien to you. And that does hurt for a lot of Asian parents, seeing their kids grow up in such a way that they don't really recognize them anymore as part of this ethnic identity that's so important to them. Yeah, one of the hardest things about being gay and Asian is uh, the role of expectations and that does give a bit of a burden. Actually a lot of cultures don't have a concept of gender or sexuality which means they don't have a sense of transphobia or homophobia or at least until they were colonized. Oh no, it's so brave of you to fight your homophobic Asian family. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's that's definitely something that a lot of us have to deal with. But it's really, really rude getting that stuff from white people who sort of think that white people as a whole are better about homophobia than Asian people. You know who brought homophobia to Asia? Christian missionaries. Now you're coming here and being like, oh, I'm so sorry that you guys are so backward. <laughs> that's, that's really offensive and I really hate when that happens. Stop thinking that you are lesser than people who are white because color is great <laughs> and that's it stay strong everything will fall in place <laughs> i think we would all be better off if we were a bit more patient with each other when we meet new people when we try and find out what people are about uh, i've had a lot of friends come up to me and be like but like are you actually a lesbian well which one do you think you're going to end up with or they're like would you ever actually be in a relationship with a girl and i'm like yes Yes, I'm by.
been pansexual for me is saying I love everyone. Me feeling that I'm both sexually and romantically attracted to a variety of genders, not just one. Being bisexual means to me that I like all genders. I like my own gender and I like other genders. There isn't necessarily a huge difference between bisexuality and pansexuality. Those terms can mean the same thing. It's all about your definition and what you identify as. You know, bi means two, and two doesn't necessarily mean male and female. Bi can mean same and other genders. I can be in a relationship with a bisexual person and they're not transphobic, they're not erasing my identity. They are just being bisexual and they're just attracted to me. It's completely valid as well about what you identify as. The reason I love being bisexual is it feels really nice to have a community of queerness that I can be a part of. I love the flag. The bi pride flag is so cool. It's got some it, that colour coordination. The reason I love being bisexual is that it challenges people all of the time. I love like the variety of people I've been able to meet through it. Parties where just offhandedly mention it and be like, wait, you're bi, I'm bi too. My gaydar is terrible, but I can always spot another bisexual in the crowd, always. Being either pansexual or bisexual doesn't make your fidelity any less valid. In terms of being faithful to someone is to do with you as a person, not your sexuality. Some people assume I'm dangerous or I will sleep with everyone. It's not just like a sexual thing for girls to like make out with other girls at parties. When we're at parties and we make out with other girls, it's because we want to make out with that girl. When people think of um, like bisexual women, they oftentimes feel that they're doing it for the attention of men. In regards to like bisexual men, I think very often people think it's just because they're scared to come out as gay. It's hard being bisexual because you don't feel like you fit into the straight sector of society, but at the same time, you have to fight so hard to be accepted in queer spaces. Oh, why don't you just pick a side? Sometimes I think it would be straight up easier if I identified as being gay. So some of the things that I wish people really wouldn't say, oh, that's really hot, would you ever have a threesome? Which is not only none of their business, but also it's such a huge leap. Yeah, we've just met, you know, oh yeah, you like cats, oh yeah, would you also like a threesome? I would really like people to know that being bisexual doesn't mean necessarily that you are polyamorous, that a lot of bisexual people are monogamous, but not all of them. Bisexual guys aren't just actually gay guys who are in the closet, and bisexual women aren't just straight girls who like experimenting. It's not all about the man. Sexuality is like a spectrum, and that for the most part, people fall somewhere in between like fully heterosexual and fully homosexual. Like that it's quite like a broad field and you can land anywhere on it and still identify yourself as being bisexual. You don't have to be 50-50. 10% attracted to women, 90% attracted to men and still identify yourself as bisexual. I would tell my younger bisexual self or anyone considering that they could be bisexual that you can be proud of that, that it is valid, that, that it's normal. Being queer or being bisexual is normal.
in the party tonight, hear what I say. The worries in the party tonight, hear what I say. The worries in the party tonight, right? I said the worries in the party tonight, right? I said the worries in the party, cause the party lasts longer. Blasting out your speakers back off the transponders. Receive the signal and blast it back stronger. My crew and your crew, can we come to conquer? Bring the nice vibe, we bring this to sing. Keep your heads up, don't sweat the small things. Now's not the time, just give thanks and say, God damn, Fat Freddy's, they made my day. Love, life, and laughter, that's what we're after. With the next verse, with the next chapter, with the next rhythm, and with the next sun, with the next town, the boys on the run. Run, run, you know how it's done. Straight out of the mouth of a preacher's son. Born in the land that's run by the gun. A whole lot of worries, but the music ain't one. We gotta hold it together now. You're tuned into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM, 89.0 Independent Community Media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz. The accessmedia.nz app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio Flat Out. Lady H on your mic for your funky Friday. Tune into your Flat Out Pride Hour Fridays at 5 on your Free FM dial. Flat Out. Love having you on board. Hope you enjoyed that Kopapa Kororo, uh, compliments of Inside Out Queer, Asian, and Bisexual, Pansexual. 
that beat their Fat Freddy's Drop Special Edition. One of my favourites, and I felt like it really matched the Copable Corridor Special Edition because we are, we all are, in our own bright coloured way. Coming up on your show, we've got weekend events, what's hot and happening around Aotearoa. An interview from the show with Fran Wilde uh, in regards to the 30 years homosexual law reform and her reflections on that. And up next, we've got F to M, female to male, intro and outro, the transition story starting from start to finish. And the name under that was Jamie Dodger. Compliments of this Tani that shares their story with us all. And a beat to back that up, Goddard Greenlight featuring Megan Linnell. Loving this beat and felt like it was the right one to to accentuate this story. So stay tuned, stay with us Fano. I think you're going to love this. We will put all this Copa Corridor up to our Bookface page so you can tap in and have a watch read yourself. Stay tuned, stay tuned. My name is Jamie. Um, I'm just making a female to male intro video. I am pre-everything. Hey, so I am officially on testosterone today. Um, 25th of January 2012 is my tea day, so I am so excited. So this is my one month on testosterone. I have had quite a few changes, just small ones that aren't really noticeable. I think my voice has dropped a little bit and I've been getting spots as you can see just here and like round here. Two months on tea video and just some changes. Well the first one is I've had a definite voice drop in the last month and I'm just like so much more confident now. This is my three months on testosterone update. I think the first change um, that's quite noticeable is my voice. Um, <laughs> it's breaking as well. Today is my four months on testosterone. The hair on my arms has increased a lot and my legs as well, it's starting to grow over my knees. Five months on testosterone video. Um, it was my five months yesterday. This is my six months on tea video and I can't believe it is six months already. I'm still getting lots of body hair coming in. Hey, it's Jeremy, uh, it's my seven months on tea video. Uh, it's a bit late, but I've been distracted with top surgery and stuff. My facial hair's increasing, it's getting dark on my chin. One month post-op video, I think it's healing really well. It just feels amazing to be able to be topless and wear vest tops and stuff. Hey, it's Jamie and this is my girlfriend. This is my eight months on tea update. The changes are really slowing down, I don't really notice much. I think my voice is still dropping. I do have one proper facial hair now. This is my one year on tea video. can't believe it's been one year already. It doesn't feel like it's been a year. Today is my six months post-op, so I thought I'd make an update on my chest. Um, it's been doing really well. My chest looks over on the side. This side. Hey, it's Jamie. Uh, I'm now 18 months on tea. I've been thinking about changes, and there really hasn't been any like big changes since a year or anything. I mean, my face shape has changed a little bit. It's been a few months since I've made a tea update. I think it's maybe closer to four now, actually. The hair's really coming in on my chest now and also facial hair, which is really cool. I've been waiting for that for two years uh, and it's finally coming in. 
Hey, it's Jamie. I am now two years post-op. Well, a couple of days off, but I'm not going to be able to make this on the actual day, so I'm making it a bit early. <laughs> so, I'm now about three years, nine months on tea, and my facial hair is quite filled in. It's still filling in more now, but like the patch under here has filled in quite a bit. The side, my sideburns are coming in more, and like it's filling in here as well. Oh, it's weird recording with you. Go on, just do it. Okay, hey, it's Jamie, and this is the parent Q&A, and this is my mum. Oh, can you come to you know, Hello, today I'm here with my dad. Four years anniversary of being post top surgery. Okay. Hi. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, something big's happened. I have had bottom surgery. This woman has fed for a little while. We've got little Tommy Dangle there. It's a very fetching uh, a drain. I am so close to being six years on testosterone, which is insane. Hey guys, I'm now one month post-op uh, first stage metoidioplasty, and today, <laughs> today I'm joined by my older brother. Oh man, this is giving me flashbacks. Okay. I've had surgery again. I, I now have two balls. I have balls. He's back. He's back. I'm so happy. Look at my Jamie. And he's two plums heavier. <laughs> Pretty sure, and also this has been in the making for eight years because I've been trying to trans can't even speak transitioning for just over eight years, and I feel like this is like the 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 juicy ending. I applied to change my birth certificate so that we can get married properly, and also and so like, you could be recognised. And yeah, legally, which is very important. And I don't know. They just send you a letter. I've been checking my emails, even though I know it wouldn't come in an email because I knew it was happening whilst we were away. I'll stop recording now. Okay, we're back. A few happy tears, a few overwhelming tears, but we've got it, yeah? Yeah. Congratulations on your gender recognition certificate. <laughs> Male. I finished the physical side of my transition, which was emotional, and this kind of like ties up that last loose end, just to say like, this is done. It's over eight years. That was your bonus boss level. You're done. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> Disclaimer, 
Not that I'm saying you have to do all stages. Okay, just 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 saying for Jamie. <laughs> Congratulations, it's a boy. Two balls. Six years bottom surgery. Six months post up. One. Six months Hey, my name is Jamie. Um, I'm just making a female to male intro video. Hello, my name is Jamie and I'm making a female to male outro video. That just felt like the right thing to say. It doesn't mean I'm not going to be making videos anymore or talking about trans stuff. It just means that this is almost certainly my last transition montage update thing. This felt like a really important video to make and it was a video I really wanted to make and I was really excited to make because it's such a big deal to me. Like this is over eight years of my life all wrapped up and it's a chapter I feel I can leave behind now. And I'd also never seen somebody do like a wrap up and a look back on the transition from the start to what they felt like was the finish for them. And this is what feels like the finish for me. I feel like complete. I don't know how else to describe it. It's a very strange but good feeling. And if you told me like over eight years ago that I would be here now, I wouldn't have believed you, and that's such a cliche thing to say. I realise that. But it's true. I, it's, it's crazy. I, I've been on testosterone for over eight years. Nothing else is changing. I'm still getting hairier. I'm just waiting for the day it comes out my nose and my ears. It's gonna happen. It's just one of those things. I'm over seven years post-op top surgery. I'm over two years post-op lower surgery and six months post-op the final stage of lower surgery. And as of three weeks ago-ish, I have my new birth certificates that will say like sex male and all of this stuff. Yeah, that's just, I've done everything I want to do. I, I feel done. I feel ready to move on from my personal transition. It's a really cool feeling. That's so lame. I don't know what else to say though. It's just, yeah. Cool. <laughs> I just want to say thank you very much for joining me on this journey at whatever point you joined it on whether it was today whether it was eight years ago thank you and as always I will see you next time much love bye
You are tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM, 89.0 Independent Community Media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, the accessmedia.nz app, the TuneIn app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat Out. Lady H on your mic for your funky fire gay. That last beat there was Goddard Greenlight featuring Megan Linnell. I'm loving that beat at the moment, adding that to my playlist for sure. Coming up on the show, we've got weekend events, what's hot and happening around Aotearoa. Next up, Gay Talk Tonight, the show that used to be on 30 Years Homosexual Law Reform with Fran Wild. So an interview with her reflecting on the happening in Aotearoa. That is our show. Hope you like the lineup so far, and we're just going to carry on with the goodness. There's and our histories flat out. Tonight, the woman behind homosexual law reform 30 years ago. Kia ora everyone, this is Gay Talk Tonight. It is 30 years since the New Zealand Parliament decriminalised sex acts between consenting males in New Zealand. Since then, we've seen anti-discrimination legislation enacted and legal recognition of same-sex marriage. In this episode, I interview Fran Wilde, the courageous politician who pushed through homosexual law reform 30 years ago. Fran Wilde, wonderful to talk to you. I just want to take you back, obviously, and... What was the reason that you decided to take on what turned out to be quite a big battle? I was lobbied when I was first selected as a candidate and asked if I would support it, and I said, of course I would. And then the, a kind of a second question was thrown in, would you be prepared to sponsor a bill if no, if no other MP would do it? And I said, oh, I suppose so. <laughs> Not thinking much about it, I have to say. And then after the election, uh, it appeared that nobody else was interested or wanting to. And so I agreed I would do it. And I thought I was in a pretty liberal electorate then, Wellington Central. I was a young woman, and so people wouldn't say it was self-interest. So I said, yes, I would do it. I felt strongly that it was a gap in our law and it needed to be changed. Um, So I agreed to do it. Did you have any idea at that stage how divisive it would become and how long it would take to pass? I had no idea at the beginning what it would be like. I don't think any of us did actually. It would, it, like all hell broke loose basically in New Zealand. And it, and it broke loose pretty quickly, almost as soon yes. as the bill was in, the, the yes. opponents were rallying. And again, yes. what, what was that like from your perspective? Well, it was, I think we were unprepared, frankly, at the beginning. And so I do recall the headline in the Evening Post was gay sex at 16. And I thought, and it was right across the front page, and I thought, oh, it would have been nice if it had just been a little paragraph somewhere and that was kind of an indication of what it was going to be like (laughs) and so um, yeah that was what started it all I mean the um, particularly the fundamentalist Christian churches were completely up in arms and they were able to call on a lot of resource from the US and so they had money they had people sent over to preach and they had resource material we had to start our 
kind of um, campaign from then. And I must say, people did rally pretty quickly, but um, it, we were behind, at start with, we were behind. And no I guess doubt. that's because you didn't expect this kind of reaction. Well, I suppose if we'd thought seriously, we would have known it was going to be not very positive, but it was much more over the top than I thought it would be. There were um, a lot of people, high profile people, that, mm. including MPs who were against it, mm. I'm thinking John Banks, yes. Norm Jones, Jeff Braybrook, yes, even you know, the Salvation Army. Yes. Was there anybody that was worse than the others? What stands out from your mind uh, in terms of the opposition? I think um, some of them were um, pretty appalling in, in how they verbalised things. Norm was terrible, actually. And I remember at one stage during the campaign, I was sharing a talkback studio with him. We had to share the same microphone, and so I was sitting right next to him like that, and I think, all oh, this abuse used to pour out of him. And I thought, God, how can you live with this? If this is what's going on in your mind. It was pretty bad, actually, and we had a lot of that, actually, not just... We had that in the rallies, of course, which, which they put on all around the country. Just abuse, terrible stuff coming out. Um, and we also had it in Parliament, actually. Every Wednesday night I had to kind of gear myself up to go and sit and listen to all this um, terrible cant. And um, some of them were much more, I suppose you'd say, gentlemanly. <laughs> But there were there, some of it, a lot of it was pretty bad, and it was designed, of course, specifically to stir people up, to pander and reinforce stere pander to and reinforce stereotypes, and to get people scared. It was a classic technique. I mean, it wasn't, you know, new. It's happened before on many occasions in many places. But to see that all happening here was pretty scary, and. Um, to see it happening just to other New Zealanders was, was terrible. Did it have a personal toll on you, yourself? Oh, it wasn't very good for me. I mean, I had three little kids. I was a mum with, solo mum with three kids, and I was a bit worried about them. But I, they did go to schools where there was a lot of support for it. That was great. So they weren't harassed at school or anything. I was worried that... Um, some nutter would come and throw a bomb through the front of window of the house, that sort of thing, because I got a lot of hate mail. Um, and I did try and keep my family circumstances private. I've always tried to do that in my political career so that, uh, you know, people wouldn't know and wouldn't, there wouldn't be other targets. But, you know, of course I was concerned, um, and for my staff as well. But for me... The heroes to me were the gay men who came out because they were the ones who had most to lose if we lost. And in fact, so they were kind of putting their themselves, their future on the line by doing that. What was the impact of AIDS? Because it was it, 85, it mm. really hit the headlines. Mm. So, mm. so how did that influence things? Well, we were really worried. And of course, the opposition used it to say, look, if you have, if this is legalised, you'll just have people, you know, copulating in the streets kind of and everybody will get AIDS you know it'll just be <laughs> it will be the most terrible epidemic sweeping through New Zealand and all because we're legalizing gay sex and we just could see that the um, treatments and clinics and care that was being set up were never going to work while gay men were criminalized and weren't prepared to come to anything that had any semblance of authority about it or officialdom because it was too risky for them actually 
Um, and so we had to get this through. That was one of the a number of reasons why, in fact, this became imperative to get through at that stage. Um, we, we knew that we could never fight AIDS adequately with, um, with gay um, homosexual activity criminalised. And you can see, in fact, in other countries where that is still the case, that we were right. So we knew we had to get it through for that. There were other reasons as well which were pretty pressing, but that was a big one at the time. Was there a time when you were fairly sure it was going to happen? We were never fairly sure because people are fickle in Parliament and we had five votes and we thought we had the votes, but you just don't know. In the end, there were two people from... They were actually National Party members who knew in their hearts and their minds that this needed to go through but they thought their electorates would punish them. They stood at the back of the eyes lobby and when they saw we had enough votes they went and voted against it. Uh, well, okay. Um, actually, <clears throat> it wouldn't have hurt them at all to have voted for it electorally. Um, they would have voted for it, I think, had we needed the votes, but we didn't. Um, it would have been great to get a more healthy majority but it was enough, it got through. And of course then things changed so fast after that that it all became, so what? So now, 30 years later, you've got one and a half generations, almost two generations of people who weren't even born then and thinking, so what was all the fuss about? And I agree, what was all the fuss about? There are some in our community who call Fran Wilde Saint Fran for all she did for us. And while many, many people were involved in the fight for gay rights in New Zealand, we owe a great deal of gratitude to our Saint Fran. Thanks for watching. Please share this video and I'll see you again soon.
fine things my father taught me that i'm a speck of dust and this world was made for me so let's go and try our luck see i've got my roots down 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 deep i've got my roots down 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 Welcome back, Kahu Kura Whanau. You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour with Lady H on your mic. You're tuned into the station and the show that celebrates us, the Glitfab Rainbow Whanau. Fridays at five on your free FM dial. Whanau, that is us. Tuia Ngāreo o Te Hāpuri, bringing together the voices of our community. That is Free FM's tagline, and Flat Out Pride absolutely supports that. Big Flat Out shout out. Of course, to New Zealand on air with our Chew, Free FM, and other camera stations wouldn't be here. A big flat out shout out, of course, to Free FM with our Chew, flat out pride wouldn't be here. And last but not least, you, you fabulous person out there that tune in every Friday to see what's hot and happening on our show. No maharama, no mahoki mai. We love having you on board. That last beat there was called Resilient. Uh, and the artist is Rising Appalachia. Appalachia. Hopefully I've said that right. I really love that beat and I really love the content of the song. I felt like that's us. We are resilient. We stand up. We do what we feel is right. We listen. We speak. We are stunning. Stunning and stunning. Uh, Fran Wild interview. I really enjoyed that. Hearing uh, from her herself, the woman herself that was a part of that process, a pioneer for our people. Definitely. Definitely. Right. So, I hope you enjoyed. Let's go into what's hot and happening for your coming weekend. So far, no, for I've got events starting for tomorrow. So, Board Games Mayhem. This is happening at The Cook. That's 7 Cook Street in Waikato here in Hamilton. This is an event complimentary of the members of the Waikato Queer Woman Beyond the Binary. 
Uh, they'll be at the mezzanine area upstairs from 1pm with a selection of board games for you to try out and enjoy. Welcome to bring the little ones and have some kid-friendly board games as well. Uh, if you have a favourite board game, bring it along. You need to RSVP the form to confirm numbers, uh, hopefully as soon as possible. Vaccine passes are required to get in. For your tomorrow, tomorrow the 26th, happy born day nephew, uh, SC's March Music Madness at Biddy's, that's uh, Biddy Mulligan's here in our very own H-Town on Hood Street. So it is an ultimate party band, um, they've got extensive international experience in, in their beats and their flavours, also tomorrow is Fruit Loose at Ivy Bar and Cabaret, 63 Cuba Street in the Arnold Wellywood. For tickets, you need to go to bit.ly or go to the Bookface page and look up Fruit Loose Ivy Bar. And that's from 10pm onwards. The highest energy performance-based drag show you will see until they do another one. Those drag artists are there to dance the house down below the roof of the place like you've never seen before. Dancing Divas and Jukes are there to shake it up off and out. Featuring striking choreography, hair flips, fast paced dance moves, splits and stunts. It's a night not to be missed for any lover of drag. Stunning. Uh, connected as a drum and bass party, yo. 142 Pakiri Road in Lee. Goodness, that was a bit of a mouthful. Go to eventbrite.co.nz to get your tickets. Connected Volume 2 brings tasty drum and bass to Auckland with a bang. And it's at the Law, uh, the Lee Saw Mill from 9pm. $15 tickets, far note, so get in there. A wicked sound system, projection show, cheap bar, friendly staff, no masks, no seating, high energy dance music. Boom. For your Monday the 28th of March, Rainbow Racism Webinar, Interracial Relationships and the Queer Experience. This is a free online event. Go to to eventbrite.com to get your tickets. Yes, love that. Thursday the 31st of March, Bangers and Mash, and that's for everybody. Level 1, number 7, Fort Lane in Tamaki Makoto, Auckland. Love me some bangers. And that's all I've got lined up basically for your weekend in Aotearoa. I'm sure there is many, many, many more events. Whanau, feel free to share with everyone. Go to our Bookface page, flat out pride and share if you so please that is our lineup and the completion of our show for now i'm going to leave you with the beat new zealand shape shifter a netski remix the touch but before we go into that whanau i just want to acknowledge all our whanau that are out there everyone aotearoa international waters i send love and light out to everybody out there for those who we've lost, for those that are mawiwi or sick at the moment, um, and for you personally, that you have and create love and light in your hendingaro, uh, in your mental health state, in your heart space, in your body, in your home, with your whānau. It's 
still challenging times for a lot of people, including and especially, I should say, our whānau that are caught between the walls of these countries. I want to acknowledge us all and just remember that you are beautiful, you are light, you are loved and you are not alone. Be safe on the streets, be safe in the sheets, condoms and lube are your safest form of protection whānau. Love, light and laughter out to you all. Until next week, Modi order, take care out there. It's in every one of us waiting. What is it? It's the undefinable, undeniable. What is it? It's in every one of us waiting. The touch The touch Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.